Christmas to you all! Here we are, sitting once again in our wonderful, wonderful, cosy inn, ready to sit by that fire and collect some tales. Because yes, it has been a week. It has been a hell of a week where after many, many years, the decision has been made that we will not be covering World of Warcraft anymore. Good God, what a hefty, hefty choice was made. Much happening, news articles flying all over the place, and still more information coming out of Blizzard about horrendous things going on there. Well, here we are. Here we are. And why are we here? Because we're here to celebrate the players. That is exactly why we're here. We're here to celebrate the weird and wonderful world that exists in online gaming that is created by you guys. Doesn't matter what the game is. It's you guys. When you get a little sense of power, that little sense that... Maybe I can get something for myself. Maybe I could be the hero. Maybe I could be the champion who does heal the wounds and all those kinds of wonderful things. We are going to be doing that because that is what I love to do. I love you guys intensely. No matter how weird and wonderful and crazy you guys get. For the most part, you good people. He says. <laughs> For the most part, you're good people. Uh, and uh, you do tend to run wild. Run wild, this wonderful audience. Remember, if you have a little tale to share with us, you do that. Drama at PreachGaming.com. You could do that. I'm a little worried about our first story. A little bit. Bex has been pushing it kind of hard. Really wants it to be there. It's a RP. A reflection is where we are beginning today's journey. Roleplay! Those wonderful roleplayers and their weird and wonderful world that they create for themselves. <laughs> the weird and wonderful world they create for themselves. Be it ERP, serious RP, cringy RP, edgy RP. All those wonderful things that they are known for. So we're going to kick off today with, obviously, some help from our wonderful live audience. Look at these guys. Absolutely tremendous people who are here. We need some guild names for you guys. Now, of course, this is an RP story. So, we need an Alliance military style RP name. And a Game of Thrones-esque RP name is what we're after. So, something militaristic and alliance-y. And something Game of Thrones-y. Okay? So, if anybody says the Night's Watch, you're actually bad. You're actually bad. Alright, what have we got here? Uh, the Guardians of the Wall. That kind of works. House Chubness. I actually like that. I actually really like House Chubness. We'll go with that. Um, where's our Alliance one? Day's Look. Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> that's like the worst. Rin's Shield. Oh, I like that as well. That sounds RP-ish. Alright, these are good. These are very good. The creative juices are flowing already today. I will accept that. Alright, we have House Chubness. Rin's Shield. And the star of our show... On this drizzly, awful, weathered Friday. We'll be batch. <sighs> I swear to God, Bex, if there's voices in here. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. <clears throat> yes, house chubbness. You've got emotes to go along with it. <laughs> you have emotes to go along with it. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have some fun time, shall we? Let's wash down this week with a bit of joy. The story I bring to you today, for you and your audience, might not be the most coherent, okay? There's no hero's journey here that I can make out. 
nor a core event that everything centralizes and orbits around. There is, however, a lot of glorious RP. Of the cringiest variety. <laughs> there is no raid mechanics and loot drama. Walls of text and headcanon law enforcement? Sign me up. Let us set the roleplay scene. My love affair with World of Warcraft starts when I was in 6 or 7-ish. When I was in year 6 or 7. 10 and 11? Year 6 and 7, I think. 10 to 11 years old. Of school in the United Kingdom. What originally got me into WoW... Was it the promise of an expansive open world filled to the brim with other players and cool quests? Maybe the allure of technical PvP battles or complex raid mechanics? No. I was, of course, victim to the Mr. Teen Night Elf Mohawk adverts I watched on YouTube. And for whatever reason at the time, it resonated in my soul. I thought it looked like the coolest thing in the world. God, they were cringe. They were so cringe. They really were. They were so cringe. Now, the Night Elf Mr. T Mohawk might have initially got my interest in the game. For reasons I still quite can't quite fathom to this day. But have you heard of Death Knights? Have you seen them? Have you gazed upon them? Spikes. Skulls. Big armor. Cool, glowing eyes. Edgy Linkin Park loving wannabe emo edgelord me fell in love. And so I set my, my sights on playing World of Warcraft seriously. Thus, like most of you watching right now, I approached my parents and begged, can I have it? No birthday or reason for it. I just want it. Now at the time, I was already an avid RuneScape player, even having the membership subscription to the game. RuneScape, of course, was vast. It had interesting stories, cool lore, and most importantly, very, very addictive. Thus, when I asked for WoW, which had a much heavier monthly fee, not to mention having to buy the game on top, an ultimatum was struck. It was really just my parents being entirely reasonable and generous as they always were. They proclaimed from the mountain, If you want this WoW game... You must cancel the RuneScape thing each month and you must buy it with your own pocket money. I barely even registered the question. I jumped at the offer. I ditched RuneScape in favor of pursuing my Night Elf Mohawk Death Knight. It was the only path that I could walk. So into the game we go, ladies and gentlemen. Now, don't get me wrong, I was young, a noob, and an idiot, but I knew from watching endless WoW lore videos and the run-up anticipation to getting this game that I had to complete the base game. Then I must travel into the Burning Crusade, and then Wrath of the Lich King. Meaning I didn't need to buy Wrath of the Lich King just yet. Oh, no, no, no. I could save money this way. And then it was in all its glory, the battle chest. World of Warcraft and the Burning Crusade all rolled into one glorious little package. For those uninitiated in the glory, nay, the splendor of the wild battle chest, I'll explain it to you. In this chest was in fact a cool-shaped box with lots of flashy pictures, cool images and landscapes, and both the base game, TBC, and I think game time, 
paired with not one, but two in-game guidebooks. Not only did these guidebooks guarantee that I would have plenty of content to plow through with TBC bundled in, it also gave me access to two solid texts should I ever get stuck. I have the TBC guidebook. It's fucking awful. It's so bad. It's unbelievably bad. It's atrocious. It was officially licensed as well. Like, it's the absolute worst thing in the world. On the ride back from the shop, I recall opening up that box ever so carefully and flicking through those two guidebooks. My young mind filled with excitement and wonder as I learned all about different races and classes, zones, armor types, and so on. I would be spending a lot of time with the twin game guides in the next few days and installing the game on our, praise be to it, the family laptop. Yes, I had no personal computer. It took not hours, but days. In between the slowish internet, the laptop would often shut down, overheat from installing the game, and so on and so forth. I remember heading downstairs, rubbing the mouse to turn the laptop on properly from the screensaver and nodding in satisfaction as an extra megabit or something like that had been completed over the course of an hour. What else to do, ladies and gentlemen? The bar is slowly filling. But I could get lost in the books, in the somewhat out of date by the time of Wrath Guides that still had information about shaman tanks in them. <laughs> it did. The original guides talked about shaman tanks. <laughs> Earthshock, you know, big threat, big threat. I even remember hiding the guides under my pillow at night so I could secretly read them when I had officially gone past my bedtime. I loved it so much. When those technical difficulties were conquered, it was time to game. Sitting at the table with my dad, who likely wanted to know if this game that had caused so many problems to get running would actually work. I booted up World of Warcraft for the very, very first time. The magnificence of the login screen, of course, captured my attention, as did all the choices on that character creation screen. Now, as you might recall, my dream was a night elf mohawk DK. You might also recall that one... You can't have a DK on a new, account, a new account. And also, you had to buy Wrath of the Lich King. I had neither of those things. That didn't dampen my excitement as you might think it did, though. I settled on the beefiest, the strongest, the most courageous class in the entire game. The Tauren Warrior was born. Big, cool, and had a hammer. That's for me. After the epic intro cinematic, there I was birthed into this brave new world with my starting gear and sense of adventure like no other i looked around compared to the graphics of runescape even on my lower end family laptop azeroth was a joy so much better than runescape i recall my father saying as he smiled at me being in so in awe of these low res graphics i could still remember clicking zoom out on the map and just so big Look at the size of this world. Now I'll end my noob reminiscing there. It's time to get in the circle of hell. A circle of hell so dark, so twisted and depraved that even Dante's pen could not do it justice. It's time to roleplay, ladies and gentlemen. Strap yourselves in. It's gonna get weird. I can't quite put my finger on exactly what drew me into roleplay. But I think the similarities that it had to Dungeons and Dragons played a large part. As a youngster, I'd always wanted to play D&D, &D, but I had no friends. 
nor could my mind comprehend all the complicated numbers and rules involved. So many dice. Wow RP, however, had many of the same things that drew me into wanting to try Dungeons and Dragons. You could make your own story, go on your own adventure with friends, and most importantly, exist. For real. In a fully fleshed out and immersive fantasy world. So I did what made sense to me. I googled Wow RP. I read about five minutes of forum posts on the subject before deciding I knew pretty much everything there is to know. And jumped right in. I found a roleplay realm and made myself a fresh human paladin. Why was I such a basic bitch, you say? <laughs> I did think that, actually. <laughs> human paladin. Snore police. Well, for one, I was in fact a human in real life. Tick that box. So it made sense to start with what I knew and what I understood. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm not a troll. Can't be a troll. Not a Tauren either. Now herein became the first issue. I was in about year seven at the time, and to say I didn't really understand basic social interactions and emotions would put it lightly. I was an edgy teenage atheist wannabe in the making. I lacked the emotional depth and maturity to navigate the real world well, let alone a fantasy one where the very point is to create interesting and compelling characters. I wasn't going to walk into RP as a fresh, undergeared level one human paladin. And so, I would level first. To Elven Forest we go. For 30 minutes or so before hitting level 8-ish and deciding... Now I'm big. Now I am strong. Now the RP world will accept me. Step 2 then. Find a guild. I had read on the forums that RP guilds could be anything the players wanted them to be. Your desires could be open. Pirates. Bandits. Noble heroes. RP guilds sounded fascinating to me and just how much freedom the players had to make their own. And so I typed the cursed slash join trade to see which guilds were currently looking for fresh meat. I could have done a detailed search of the forums, asked meaningful questions to those recruiting in trade chat. Sure, I could have done what you might describe as research. But it was really so much easier to whisper the very first person I saw looking for people to join their guild. Oh yeah. To my surprise, the person who I whispered asking to join their guild said, sure, no problem. And told me to head down to the Stormwind docks for a formal, in-character interview. Why the docks? Good question, but you'll see. I had just joined the Alliance Navy. There's no there's like three boats in World of Warcraft. Why would you why would you make a navy guild? There's no boats that move. There's like three of them. What the, <laughs> the guild was called Ring Shield. Now as far as RP guilds archetypes go, military RP guilds are in my opinion very middle of the road in the grand scheme of things. Yet to my younger self, being able to roleplay as being in the Alliance Navy? One of the coolest things I could possibly imagine. And so down to the docks I went. I was a noob, and an insufferable one at that. But I did do a little research after all, and so I made sure to adhere to RP rule numero uno. The big one. As I approached the forever dock ship in the harbour, Rin's shield used as their base of operations, I remembered to RP walk. 
bound to my and this is still bound to my T key for some reason. Are you fucking trolling? T? That's res. You bound RP walk to T? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it is still bound there to this very day. I made sure to toggle run off and walk and uh, as I strolled up in my wonderful leveling gear. Ready to enlist for a life of service. Adventure. Heroism on the seven seas in the Alliance's finest fleet. I admittedly got a little nervous as I saw other people actually RPing. But I was hooked. I could smell the sea air. I could hear the birds in the sky. Standing around in knockoff Stormwind Guard RP outfits. Not transmogs as they weren't in the game yet. And high level raid gear were five or so other players. All speaking and interacting in character as I stood at a not-so-subtle distance watching. Not only could you say as a paladin out of character, OOC, and do cool stuff, but in roleplay you could BE A PALADIN! Have other people recognize you as such. The possible drama, excitement, and sorrow players could craft in RP just whirled in my mind what was awaiting me just a few yards ahead. In my naive euphoria... I approached the group on the ship. I introduced myself as wanting to join. They eagerly invited me on the ship to ask me some more questions. Yes. Yes, it's happening. I thought to myself as I headed inside the ship, only to then be hit with some strange brown text in my chat box, describing another player's character sitting down. How, how did you do that, I thought. It was like some in-game information, but customized to individual characters. Now, for anybody unaware, I'm speaking, of course, about doing a simple slash E to emote their characters sitting down. But for me at the time, I thought it was a mod, some kind of hack, some kind of RP wizardry. I didn't know how to do it. I was too afraid to ask. So I typed slash S. I sit down. Praying that they didn't notice that I didn't have the cool emote mod like they did. Out of character, the recruiter whispered me. You, you, you type slash E to do that. Just, uh... <sighs> but from there on out... I would make sure to use slash E on everything and anything. Sitting down, standing up, drinking water, sighing. Everything, of course, in the role play world, demanded an in-depth wall of text style emotes. Should I wish to be considered serious about the RP career that I was about to set off on? RP walking? Oh yeah, I'm all over it. I don't run for anybody. Emoting? Tick that box. Nailed it. Doing it all. Everything was smooth sailing until the first interview question was asked. What is your name? Inquired the Admiral or whoever he was. I didn't really understand what was happening as this was kind of a serious moment. So I told him my out of character name. Gary.
That's a strange name. The Admiral said back to me in character. I quickly realized that my stupid character's name wasn't good. But I must keep up the pretense. The, play mu the role play must continue in all ways. So I fired back. Wittily, I might add. My parents were a little strange. <laughs> to this day, I think I did a pretty good job. I just still do, right now, believe I did a pretty good job with that. Likely realizing, of course, that I was new to roleplay, they went along with this and the interview chugged along as intended. At the end of the interview, however, they opened up a trade window with me and handed me some grey gear and a tabard to act as my in-character uniform until I could level high enough to acquire the true set. Lame grey gear that looked like it matched, though. I was so thankful. It looked so cool. It was a shiny guild tabard. I had never even had a tabard in World of Warcraft before. It made me feel official as if I'd put on my coat and tails for the first time. I genuinely felt like I had officially joined the Navy. Role-playing being in the Navy was not full of epic adventures as I had first wanted it to be, though. It involved mostly sitting around in the Stormwind Harbour and convincing more people to join our illustrious Navy. Who would, due to the lack of interest in content, mostly leave the Navy within the same day? Almost like a pyramid scheme cesspool gills that arose around Kata to make use of the guild gold mechanics, there was much effort, much more effort put into getting new members than actually providing something for them to do. I liked it though. I'm in a uniform. It let me practice initiating walk-up roleplay with strangers, holding conversations in character, as well as giving me more and more of an insight into the machinations of good and bad RP. Two important events happened during this time. I learned what emote macros were and what total RP was. With regards to the macros, I would spam Gary Swabs the Deck, ahoy, as I moved about the ship, cleaning it. This was immersive and well-written RP that I thought to myself. But in hindsight, I did tend to spam it quite a lot. And clog chat logs with the same emote over and over for hours at a time. Oh well. The second is the total RP add-on. For those who, are not, who have too much of a life to know what total RP is, or TRP for those uninitiated, TRP is an add-on that lets you fill out details about your character that others with the same add-on can see. This is used for setting your character's name, what they look like, and so on, and can sometimes be used for storing of D&D-style character sheets for more official RP events. Good TRPs are an absolute joy to read. They act as either easy-to-read-y easy guides to who or what you're interacting with, and that helps you enjoy the RP more as you've got a backstory to start with. Or they act as little well-written windows into people's lovingly crafted and well-thought-out characters. My TRPs were none of those things. They were unintentionally esoteric walls of text that served only to season my character with an insufferable amount of edginess. I had... A tragic backstory. My character had exactly 1,000 war scars. <laughs> exactly 1,000. <laughs> Every story I wrote about my character had an overpowered weapon. And so... <laughs> and they were all... All these points were regular features of my first character. 
And this trend of writing bad power fantasy characters, I'm sad to say to other RPers, stuck with me for quite some time. Problem was, though, I was bored of my little human paladin. Humans weren't even my favorite race in WoW. It didn't motivate me to get creative, to get the blood really pumping. So I went and decided to become much cooler. I'm going to turn my coolness factor up. I'm going to become prettier so that people will find me more attractive and I am going to be much more female. I was going to be a female Draenei hunter. I knew far more about Draenei lore than I did the human stuff. Yet despite this, my awareness of basic social interactions remained relatively low. After all, I've been scrubbing decks for literally weeks at this point. I got bored of moping about on the ship on my new level 12-ish hunter, so I thought, I shall do what the big kids do and get drunk in character. To me at the time, though, as you've probably seen throughout your years in the real world, I didn't know what being drunk was. I didn't know what it felt like. And I thought it basically meant, in the best summary I can come up with, oh my god, lol, I'm so quirky. And generally being a bit of an asshole to others. I emoted, of course, that I was drinking all the rum. And I feel to this day so bad for anyone who had to endure my hunter's constant drunken roleplay. But I found it so fun that I decided to stay drunk pretty much all the time. And spam people endlessly. And thus, my roleplay adventure was fully underway. I would leave the ship, head to Stormwind, get more drunk, cause fights, run away when I got bored or had to face any form of consequences with the RP community. Obviously, sobering up was boring to RP out, and I didn't really know what that meant anyway. So I always emoted, I am now sober, after drinking a small amount of water. <laughs> I am sober now! I've drunk my water! I was, of course, the tippy-toppest RPer you could imagine. I'm sad to say, the Navy kicked me out of the guild. And being kicked from this guild was practically unheard of as they were so desperate for members. So I did the most rational thing I could do. New character, fresh beginning, friends. With this experience under my belt, how can I possibly fail? A Draenei warrior with a slightly different name and tried to rejoin the same guild. <laughs> they quickly spotted who I was and when asked, asked about it in whispers, I panicked and just logged off and deleted the character in question and transferred entirely to a brand new RP server. Now, this was a long time ago, and time's a little blurry, but I know I took some breaks from RP and continued to play a non-RP servers. When I did eventually build up the courage to return to RP, but not much more mature at all, I decided a human death knight would be the way to go. My out-of-character main at the time was a DK. I loved everything about the class from the lore to the gameplay, and I still think the juxtaposition between leveling as a hero till 58... And then rolling a DK to carry out the atrocities of the DK starting zone is, or was anyway, one of the best gaming experiences World of Warcraft had to offer. Obviously, I never leveled past level 58. Why would I? I had my out-of-character main on another server for actual gameplay, and the DK starting transmog was cool as fuck. As for those not aware, level 58 DKs had a very well-deserved reputation for being the absolute bottom-of-the-barrel, god-emoting, edge-large, cringe RPers on any RP service. RPers, is this true? Are we afraid of the level 58 Death Knights? Looking back, I'm somewhat proud I helped contribute to that stereotype, but I'm also deeply ashamed for how bad my RP was. 
I saw yet another Navy Guild recruiting. There's not enough boats for all these Navy Guilds. What the hell? There's three boats. And they're all different navies. And I suppose that although you can kick a badly written Draenei Hunter out of the Navy, you can't kick the need to stand around on a ship all day out of a person. I loved standing on that boat, squabbing the decks. I messaged them and explained I had passed naval RP experience. I'm kind of a big deal in the naval RP community, I'll have you know. And even went as far as to describe myself as, at this point, a very experienced roleplayer. Despite being a level 58 death knight, they accepted me. And before I knew it, I was back to my old habits of shit-tier, drunken RP in Stormwind City. The guild wasn't as much of a cesspool as the other one, though. The people seem to have well-written characters, a sense of genuine community between them, all both in-character and out-of-character in the guild. Issue one was that as a DK, it was pointed out to me that my character could not get drunk as he was undead. And therefore my RP was bad. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, bummer. This was a big problem I had not considered. The only RP I knew was to be a dick in character. I had to think of something. Luckily for me, I came up with a twist in my character's tale. Did you know, though, mate, that Death Knights, yeah, they like war, blood, and suffering. And because of that, they only have negative emotions. So I'm a bit of a dick. My own law headcanons common for our peers to the purpose of doing whatever I wanted in character. And for long enough time, my character simply endured any punishments that, that like, docked pay that occurred from my many shenanigans. Obviously, I was the worst person to roleplay with. And one day, I logged on to see my character's guild tab out of the login screen be the same as the blank guildless one. I instantly started to panic, and while I logged in, of course, I had been, yet again... Discharged from the Navy. How? Why? I genuinely wondered, because at the time, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. It must have been a mistake. In my eyes at the time, I was a beloved member of the guild. One of their best and most active RPers. I was on that boat all day. I messaged them and they told me I was just too immature. I couldn't believe this. I needed yet another break from roleplay. I was ashamed, angry. Everything I believed about myself was no longer true. I can't recall exactly how soon it was after leaving the Navy with a dishonorable discharge before I joined yet another guild. But I think at this point that not only my cringe, but I think it's at this point that not only my cringe can be savored by your fine audience, but in fact... We can now experience other people's cringe as well. I don't remember the exact guild name, but it was something edgy. The next guild I joined was an outcast guild. It was designed for alternative RP characters to be able to come together and go on adventures. A sanctuary for those shunned by polite society role players. Those upper class elitist role players demanding standards. Namely, these were the place where death knights seemed to flock, warlocks... And anybody who had written some weird anti-hero story. A haven for those who roleplay was so cringe that it should not exist. 
Of course, this includes furries, edgelords, gaudy motors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to House Chubness. Let's talk about House Chubness for a moment. The first thing of note about House Chubness was, of course, the leader. They rolled a night elf female DK. Out of character, but in character, she was far more than this. Far more original and powerful than your standard death knight. The GM was a banshee. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm a banshee. <laughs> yes. Yes, you read that right. Just like Sylvanas Windrunner herself. She was a banshee. She could admittedly explain the lore behind this as well. And took the effort to fully flesh out that character with a detailed TRP. It didn't make it any less edgy, of course. So what other types of characters does a guild headed by an RPing Banshee try to do? <laughs> trying to do good in the world despite their evil nature attract? Well, I can't remember all of them, but here are some of the highlights. Our main roleplay officer was a female human priest. It made no sense why her good-natured, cookie-cutter healer archetype was in this guild, let alone so high up in it. And it also made no sense why she'd sit at the table or on the lap of the GM Banshee whenever they talked. It actually does make a lot of sense. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Well, it does make sense to me now, but at the time, I thought this was terrible storytelling. A priest sat on a Banshee's lap? Nonsense. It was strange, and I thought no more of this degeneracy. There was Whip Girl. Can't remember her name, but she rolled a human rogue and had a Pit Lord's Whip in character. She <laughs> she would use her whip in <laughs> to be overpowered in combat events. She always wore the Netherblade set and had a passive-aggressive aura about her in character and out of character, as did most of these guys. Her, her TRP listed her of having exactly a billion and one scars. What is with the number of scars? A billion and one. She count. <laughs> What's with the number of scars? I have a thousand and one scars. Oh, really, mate? Well, I have a billion and one scars. So there. <laughs> the number of scars seems to be very important. She would always make sure to emote. For example, she sits down, briefly showing a glimpse of her billion and one scars. <laughs> now they'll see. A glimpse. Because they're so well hidden. It's funny. <laughs> There's just one spot on the shoulder that's got one billion and one scars on it. <coughs> If you're not sure how to RP, a normal person would emote, my character has a wound on their left arm. It seems small and can be easily healed. More of her emotes would be something along the lines of, the cut is above this large scar caused by a battle with a dragon that rests on a saber-toothed tattoo next to a series of long burn marks. Well, there it is. Right? There it is. I mean, that's very, very descriptive. Very descriptive. I like it, actually. She was pretty fun, though. <laughs> she was pretty fun. There was a handful of Wargan DKs. Back in the days when Wargan could be DKs out of character, despite the events in Gilneas happening after the events in the DK starting experience. Think about that, role players. 
Only bad lore oblivious RPers would RP as a typical DK as a wargan, noobs. Instead, people would RP as a son or daughter of Arugal. Arugal is some obscure lore character involved with the wargan who people only knew about so they could do mental gymnastics required to be to RP as wargan DKs. <clears throat> a note from Bex here, though. This is for us here reading this. I have written a script all about Archmage Aragal, and I am shocked and offended you would call him obscure and recommend you go and watch the novel video. I hear the writing in that story is excellent. There you go. Want to know more about Aragal? No one's seen novel. A little bit of a self-look for nibbles there. <laughs> Essentially, because Aragal's wargan existed in Northrend, around okay, this is the law reasoning. RPers and lawheads, I am so sorry. Because I also, I actually genuinely don't know why this is wrong. But here we go. Here's the story of how you get Wargan DKs. Aragal's Wargan existed in Northrend around the time the Lich King was around. It could be reasoned these Wargan, not the Gilnean ones, could be Death Knights or similar undead. Anyone who went to the effort of doing this was likely an edgelord and a furry, of course. And this pairing engineered in the lowest circle of hell always resulted in the worst possible RP. Does that make sense? You guys okay with that, storyheads? Wargan RPers. <laughs> After my long history of roleplay, I can say here, Wargan RPers, if I'm being brutally honest, are fucking idiots out of character. Now, I, that's not me saying that, okay? I'm not saying that. It just seems to be a trend. They tend to have the most unimaginative anime copies for their characters, the worst writing skills, and the sort of lack of social and conversational awareness that makes their insufferable attention whoring and incapacity to deal with complex subjects all that much worse. That is not to say that most Wargan RPers are like this, but most of them are. And all of the ones in my guild absolutely were. Over time, I of course drifted away. Given I didn't roleplay a furry or a priestess who liked to cuddle up to undead night elves, I was somewhat pushed away from the main clique of the guild, feeling like an outsider in the place supposed to be for outsiders, but feeling attached nonetheless. I made the heavy decision to politely leave and roleplay somewhere else. This wouldn't be worth mentioning if not for how I then reacted to my own choice to leave the guild. I, for, I for some reason, took my choice to leave as being similar to leaving a loved one or something similarly weighty in my life. I am... <laughs> I am glad this is anonymous because what I'm about to say absolutely happened. When I left House Chubness, I flew over Stormwind City, blasting Alibi by 30 seconds to Mars, as I drank in the stories and adventures I'd been on with them. Well, there it is. <laughs> if you don't, I don't actually know Alibi. Alibi is a breakup song. It is, in its defense, excellently performed and put together. It has, in my opinion, a feeling of near ethereal clarity. This is pretty cringe. I'm going to listen to this song. I can't play it now because Mickey Mouse will come and fucking take all my money. But <laughs> I'm going to listen to this song after this. So let me get a description of this song for anyone else who's like me and not heard this song. It has, in my opinion, a feeling of near ethereal clarity for someone painfully admitting the end of something and knowing they'll be okay 
even if they don't feel like it right now. Of course, in my mind, this was entirely comparable to me leaving an edgelord roleplay guild I had grown attached to. And the worst part is, and I mean this sincerely, occasionally when that song comes on, because it's still one of my favourites, I think about that time I flew over Stormwind listening to it. And no backs. <laughs> the, <laughs> the longing. The longing deep inside for player-written adventure never quite left me. And so having grown attached to my human death knight, I logged back onto him once more and sought out a new home. This, my friends, is when I encountered my first house RP guild. And what the fuck is a house RP guild? I hear you ask yourself. Yeah, I don't know what this is. A house RP guild is a guild that attempts... And boy, is attempt the right word here. To RP as one of the human noble houses mentioned occasionally within the law. Oh, is this supposed to be House, house Chubness, Bex? I think, uh, I think there's a guild in the middle that I didn't get a name for. Alright, this might be House Chubness. <clears throat> now, most House RP guilds are a little more specific than the vague definition above. Who are the famous houses of World of Warcraft? Uh, we need a new... Okay, we'll need a new house name. So something like House Chubness. Uh, go for it. Go for it, live live audience. What is this name going to be? Oh, like the Barovs and the Greymanes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, we need a name. House something. That's uh, the House Lily Flickers. The House Lollinster. <laughs> I like that. Uh, house Lollinster. Okay, okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> okay. Most House RP guilds were based with no tact, creativity, or subtlety on Game of Thrones. Almost always the Starks, obviously. And they were often referred to themselves as being based up north of the Eastern Kingdoms around Lordaeron. <laughs> My House RP guild has, as was tradition for House RP guilds, a Rob Stark wannabe as its leader. Invented titles and claims to land alongside the ability to do pretty much anything on what they would always describe the king's behalf for the alliance. House Lollinster, in its efforts to reclaim the north, yes, we often had battle cries of for the north, needed fighters. And who better to fight for the north than a DK built for that very purpose? I asked if the guild accepted Death Knights in character. To my delight, they accepted pretty much anyone. Me and the GM Batch. Oh, here comes Batch, finally. I was wondering where he was going to pop up. Me and the Guildmaster Batch talked a lot. He seemed to like how I described my character. It's worth noting here, and you should know, I was in this guild, House Lollinster, for years. Years I was in this guild. That was a problem, I suppose. Batch full-heartedly agree that Death Knights should be massively overpowered edgelord dickheads in character and encouraged me to roleplay my character this way. If anyone ever had an issue with this, the sacred OOC is OOC and IC is IC. Mantra was hurled at them by me and Batch alike. Although the separation of uh, roleplay church and state, so to speak, is indeed important. It can be misused, and boy did we abuse it, to avoid people fighting back or countering your god emotes and ruining other people's RP events and so forth. 
The RP Game of Thrones House Lonninster at the start went on many multi-guild campaigns for the North. GMs and officers play as the main characters in a military campaign. Everyone else gets to, often has to, stand around in complete silence as to be suitable background fodder to create the illusion that this is a real war. I had no idea why anyone, even for the sake of immersion, would stand around in fucking silence for ages watching five people RP. But people, even I at one point, did so for the sake of being part of something greater, something bigger. All or at least most of these events end a few weeks or days shorter of what they had planned out because the different guilds involved are incapable of constraining their own egos and everyone starts using hammer of death bolos, which wipes out armies. But that's the general gist of what the early days of this guild consisted of. Every, eventually taking a break from these multi-guild crossover events that had some low-quality writing as uh, basically it was the MCU. The guild's newest activity, though, was to sit around a certain town and just roleplay together. Claiming one of the large buildings as the guild's official headquarters that the local NPCs were a thousand percent okay with, we'd sit around for hours at end. I see that I see there as being two reasons as to why I enjoyed this. The first was the usual god emoting and totally legitimate and law-sanctioned Death Knight asshole RP. The second was the small group of friends that I had become a part of. The first and most important was technically two people, as an IRL brother and sister shared an account. These two role-played a standard human swashbuckler, rogue and generic human warrior respectively. I am still friends with the sister to this day, and we even RP together. What's up? Welcome home. You alright? I like your hat very much. I'm glad I bought it for you for your birthday or whatever the fuck kind of scam you're running on me. Anniversary, okay. <laughs> I bought Emma a hat for her anniversary, by the way. Not that I knew about it until she called me to say she was driving home with it on her head. Do I see, do I see the anniversary hat? It's pretty dark in here right now. It's. It, you look like a, a magenta, sir. You do, milady. You look like a milady. Happy anniversary. Oh, yeah, let me finish up here. And I'll it looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> Guess what it is? Ow, it's drama time. It's a Stetson, baby. It's a Stetson. Very nice. Stevie Nicks vibes, for sure. <clears throat> I'm still friends with that sister to this day. And we even roleplay together from time to time on two cool night elves. We shared a lot of out of character over these years. And I consider her to be a genuine friend of mine. Of note here was that her and her brother had drastically different political opinions and they would both try and push their opinions on me. She was an ardent socialist and although a little preachy, generally had a good heart and a sense of justice. He, well, was, let's say, in quotations, more right-leaning. <laughs> Alright, guys, he's more right-leaning. <laughs> Do you understand? Do you understand where we're coming from? A little bit more... A little bit more like over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who now I look back on it. Definitely shared some not so, so nice opinions with young me. I just didn't really understand what he was really talking about. I often just typed replies to him like lol. Or and are we going to RP? <laughs> Question mark. When he'd say weird things that I didn't really understand. As they, alongside others, generally spoke in whispers or in our private chats and bitched about other members' roleplay that they mostly disliked, this and lurking about in character became my day-to-day -day life. 
And I still have many good memories of doing this, uh, doing this, listening to music after school, just sat around and being my little edgy DK self. As Batch's ego expanded, though, he started to make some decisions. A series of decisions that I think you guys need to know about. The first is that he permitted the scum that is child RPers to join the guild. What? Oh, no. Ew! Who's doing that? As a house guild, we have a civilian branch that people only ever get involved on their alts for the sake of having an in-character blacksmith or an enchanter or the like. But new members could technically join as civilians, and so they did. These in particular came as a pair. The child role player and their in-character mother. Ooh. Oh, no. Ugh. Oh, you better not suckle at the teeth. No. Oh, no. The mother couldn't type a semi-coherent sentence to save her life. Her RP would revolve around making you endure reading her boring and badly written food descriptions as she was cooking for the team. <laughs> I used my in-character reasoning of being a death knight, meaning that I didn't have to eat to avoid this RP, thankfully, and just generally being annoying. Butting into military tactics discussions that were for the combat characters of the guild with dumb, out-of-place, annoying comments that, quite frankly, made no sense either in character or out of character. She was innocent enough, just terrible RP. But not, like, over-the-top cringe. The guy playing the child, though? Holy crap. Child role players are the strangest things on Azeroth, and I didn't even know this existed. I'm shocked. So weird. How old are we talking? Like, 17 or, you know, less? Child RPers are the strangest thing on Azeroth. And although I don't subscribe to the idea that they're all morally dubious people out of character, I do think that they just do it for attention. It's often unlikely, unless you're a DK who doesn't care about this stuff, that people can ignore you in character after all. And this is what they love to bask in. Oh! Oh, they do it for attention. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that. That's really sad, though. Hmm. Whatever it was, though, I don't want it near me. <laughs> I hated, hated being associated with it as other girls would poke fun of us for having them in our ranks. How many did you have? And I didn't like having to read the stupid baby language they would type out every other minute to whore for attention. Oh, that sounds gross. Oh, I'm so depressed. Right? Jesus Christ. I pleaded with Batch. I begged. I had become somewhat familiar with, despite never being an officer, due to my character causing too many in-character problems. Kick them. Please kick them. But he wouldn't. It made no sense, and he didn't even seem to like them. And so my own little group grew further apart from Batch and the rest of House Lollinster. Given everyone decent in the guild disliked these little kiddie RPers, this hatred would often spill out into taunts and jokes at their expense in G-Chat, which they deserved in our opinion. And the environment in the guild generally started to fracture. But Batch's ego had not fractured. In fact, it had grown, inflated, blossoming into him thinking the admiration his character hard earned was somehow transferable to him as a real-life person. He peaked during a roleplay event where the boundaries between out-of-character and in-character shattered. He completely lost his shit because people, me and my guys, wouldn't take him seriously. 
After an in-character training event, he decided in-character to give everyone a lecture on how to live their lives and overcome challenges so they could become as strong and well-respected as him. He staged it like a TEDx-style motivational speech. At this point, we realized he was taking the accomplishments of being a WoW Guildmaster as accomplishments IRL. Oh, no. How he would accept people into his bosom and create a home for the needy. <laughs> it was going on for far too long, and as you can imagine, the rest of us were still playing a game. The memes began. Memes in Gchat about what his char was saying and emoting, doing other things like cleaning their blades and armoring character. It seemed to get it seemed to really get to him that we were showing a, dis a disinterest in his words. And he replied and we can't tell whether it was in character or out of character. I am trying to teach you guys something about life. The thing was, a lot of us knew who he was, IRL. IRL. Loser. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> we knew he was an IRL skinny, pale, socially inept loser. I always remember just how serious he took himself and how no one else did. Looking back at it, the whole thing was just probably really tragic. As Wad came around, Garrison Bubble RP became a major... Oh, I bet that really worked out for a lot of guilds, right? The Garrisons. Became a major thing that really damaged... Oh, no, I take it back. I, I, I don't know enough about RP, and I apologize, RPers. As Wad came around, Garrison Bubble RP became a major thing that damaged, seriously damaged, open world and spontaneous community RP. It's the exact opposite of what I thought would happen. Essentially, guilds would say that the garrison was their in-character base in somewhere like Elwyn and roleplay only with themselves and selected guests invited to the team. This meant that the inclusivity and spontaneity of RP was significant, significantly, if not entirely, eclipsed by garrison guild roleplay during Warlords. Warlords. A small group of friends I gathered would rarely interact with the rest of the guild, and it slowly became less and less active. Eventually, we were, all, we were all out at an event one day, and two members of this group, bored with the current event, started to pet battle in the middle of a serious RP talk. Batch flew into a rage. How could you break the immersion? How could you disrespect all the effort that was being put into this roleplay event for them? He G-kicked the two in question, and I left because they were my friends. I tried to explain to him that I would only be in a guild with them and that I hoped we could still be friends. He sent me some semi-passive-aggressive message and blocked me. And thus my time in House Lollinster came to a close. I took joy in seeing them struggle to keep members as more of my friends left as a result of the first three leaving. With our brother and sister duo eventually quitting once the guild had become too inactive. Time moves on, friendships die out. But we still speak weekly, and I'm glad to have made friends with her. After this, I took some time out from roleplay. During this time, I grew a lot as a person. When I did return to WoW RP, especially during COVID-19, I really appreciated what good RP looks like. I was able to reflect on my god-awful iterations of it. Being able to respect things I don't personally like that others do, and take a genuine sense of joy in the creativity and passion in the current, right now, roleplay community. 
I'm happy to say I now enjoy occasional WoW roleplay as a creative outlet. Thank you, Mike, for reading this story. I've enjoyed your show for years. And often had drama time on in the background whilst I level. I hope you all have a wonderful and productive day. The end. Oh my god. Child RP's a thing, eh? Huh. I saw a lot of comments going on from our, our uh, regular RP friends. I don't like that. I don't like that. Right? That was that was a tail and a half, my friends. That's That was a tail and a half. It certainly was. I, as you've just seen, have had my family return home from that little vacation. So I'm going to go see my children. <laughs> I'm going to go see my children. But I might be streaming tonight. If they have driven home and are extremely tired, the likelihood is they're having an early night. So we might stream some New World this evening. If not, probably sometime over the weekend. Uh, if I'm not promising anything. It's a case of how tired they are. And I obviously haven't really spoken to them yet. But that is the situation. Are they real children? No. They're, they're, they're like grown-ass adults going, Mama, can I have a biscuit? Like that all the time. Terrible. Uh, it's been an amazing week. Absolutely unreal week. Okay? Absolutely unreal week. So, be good. I will be back with you as soon as possible. Be awesome, guys. Alright? Please, no child RP. Just say no. Bitty. Oh, no. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'll see you later. <laughs>